Good morning. Am I on? Am I on? Can you hear me now? Am I on? I guess I am on. Okay. Uh, glad that you're all here this morning. I know you're a little nervous. You see some props up here. Most of you are thankful that it's not a refrigerator or a freezer in which I'm going to put one of my children in for the duration of the sermon. Actually, will not happen, but we did leave it here intentionally because I wanted you guys to be aware of what's taking place tonight or this afternoon at 3.30. We are going to be having a group of kids coming in uh, from all over uh, the New Mexico and even a little bit of the Texas area, uh, and we're going to be worshiping together and having fun. So if you want to live vicariously through a bunch of youth and listen to some great worship and and partake in that, I want to encourage you to come back at 3.30. Trenton is with us uh, this morning. Uh, and he will also be with us later singing. Always good to have Trenton back. I don't want to uh, spend too much time, but I, I do uh, want to brag on him a little bit. Uh, he is now the choir director at Midland Lee uh, High School, which is a big, big deal. Um, and doing a lot of great things, and we know the Spirit of the Lord is working in him, and he's going to need it. Because this summer he is taking 55 uh, students and 29 adults to Croatia and Italy and Venice and they will be, uh, they are doing a a choir program and they're going to be singing in different places so it is going to be super great and probably just a tad bit stressful. So we'll be praying for you while you're rowing the the boat down Venice with 55 uh, teenagers behind saying, um, I don't have Wi-Fi, what's wrong? I can't understand. So we'll be, we'll be praying for you as you go through that. But we're certainly glad that you're now in, in with our kids. Uh, let's do something a little uh, different. And uh, we're talking about faithfulness, and, and we've, we've talked about this a lot. So just kind of um, have a little um, fun uh, this morning. I know we're not supposed to do that in church, but Brandon, you're way at the back. Why don't you come up front? Who else do we need? I, I remember you. What's your name again? I think we've met. Okay, yeah, you. Come up here. Um, and then I have one more. Ryan, will you come up here? This represents 75% of our seniors who will be graduating in a few months. Um, they are smart. Some of them are good looking. None of them quite as good looking as me. But we're just going to test how smart that they are. And so I'm going to... One more volunteer. Let's see who can. Where's Lance? Lance, why don't you come up here and help me out? That would that you have you have no idea what's going on. Like we didn't pre-plan this or anything, right? I can't lie. Okay, so we are going to play a simple game. Lance is going to lead you in a game of Simon says. Okay, um, or maybe it's Lance says, and he actually has a reward. For you as well, there is there is a lot of money he has with, and he's going to be giving it out. So uh, I'm going to let Lance. Go ahead. Okay. Well, how I roll is they all start with five. Okay. Five. 
says, Guy says, get a mic. Guy says, don't take your clothes off. I've got it. I'm, here. I'm done. It's ready. Hey. It's ready. Here we go. We've had that before. Yeah. Uh, All right. Let's see. Okay. So. Wait, wait, wait. Hey, actually. Oh, okay. You just. I'm not really sure what I, just happened there. Oh well, I gave Ryan five because okay. he, he stood on one. Okay. Yeah. I, and so. I gave Brandon, Brandon three. Okay. Yeah. Because whatever. Kylie's been standing on one this this whole time. Awesome. Why, okay. Why did, why did I pick you? I don't know. That's I'm weird. Okay. You got five bucks. How much do you have total? Ten. Ten. How much do you have? Twelve. Ten, twelve, and three. Yeah. Okay, that's weird. Okay, never yeah, mind. Keep okay. going, keep going. Okay, uh, Brandon, Simon Lance says, jump up. On the left foot still? Lance says, put the other leg down. Okay. Lance says, jump up. Lance says, come down. Awesome. Okay, here you go. Here's, here's three more. There's four more for you. Uh, Lance says, jump up. Lance says, come down. Awesome. You're doing awesome. There's fire for you. Okay, Lance says, jump up. I did not say to come down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need some money. Yeah. That's, I, you're not following the rules. It's like you don't even really care. Okay, let's see. Here, I still, I still have some prize money. Can we keep playing? Yeah, oh yeah, keep playing. Okay, uh, Lance says, uh, spin in circles while reciting a nursery rhyme. Yeah. Seriously? You know what? It doesn't matter. Here, seriously, Ryan. It, it really doesn't matter. Good job. Okay, uh, Lance says... Wait, hang on. I'm still confused here. He, he didn't even really have to do it. I was going to give it to him anyway. What? Yeah. So what's the deal? I don't... Uh, I have the money. I'm making the rules. I, why did I give him So the maybe money? you're just not happy with who you chose, but no, I'm... I'm not. Okay. Okay. Uh, sit crisscross applesauce. All right. And now uh, pretend like some pretend like you're playing duck duck goose and somebody just said goose. Go. Chase him around. Go and said goose. I did. Okay. But I didn't say Lance says, but that's okay. You did that for no reason. I'm still going to give you some money. Okay, Kylie, recite the entire Declaration of Independence with no air. What are you doing? Lance, Lance says, recite the entire Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident. Seriously? Gosh. Pledge allegiance to the flock. No, that's no. not either. Come on. No. All right, here. What? what? Seriously? Like how much money? Something easier. Here, how much money? Okay, instead of taking both for her not doing it, I'm just gonna take one. Is that okay? Okay, and I'm gonna give it to Ryan. Uh, Ryan, what's the shortest verse in the Bible? Jesus what? See, he knew that, and he didn't even need Lance. Seriously. I mean, look at how good he's doing. Okay, okay, I understand this, but is she not doing good too? You're asking some really tough questions. She's like, go easy on her. What? She's got nothing. She's got one buck. One, one dollar. Yes. So you want something easy. I mean, did we come here? Home. Did we come here to do easy things? I don't know. Just can we hurry and finish? This okay. We're all like. Yeah, sure. Here. It's over. Okay. 
Lance says the game's over. Okay, everybody give him a hand. Yeah, by the way, what's the count? I, I want to know what you got. Can you count how much money you have? I have one. Are you sure? Double check again. I have one. Okay. Kylie has one. 19. All right, good job. That'll help you out in the Air Force. Which, by the way, he's signing up in a week from tomorrow. He's, he's signing up for the Air Force, so he'll be needing that for protein bars. 26. 26, 19, and 1. All right. You feel really good about that. How many of you feel really comfortable about what just took place? How many of you are like, yes, that's the way it goes? How many of you are really kind of seething at the fact that sweet, wonderful Kylie walked off with one buck? How many of you feel good about that? I mean, you don't feel so bad about Brandon getting... I missed something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you don't feel bad for Brandon. He got $19. Ryan hopped around and didn't even recite a nursery rhyme or sing it or anything. He has 26 bucks, which by the way, somebody hit him up for lunch today because he's got the money. So Carolyn, when he says tomorrow, I need money for something, you say, no way, you have your own 26 bucks. <laughs> Kylie over here is sweet and nice and wonderful and we love her and she's got $1. And some of you are going to leave here today, hopefully, and you're still going to be mad about that, aren't you? Some of you are going to try to go to her and say, I want to give you some money because it wasn't fair that you only have one buck. Why do we do that? Because we think it's, it's not just. Because we think it's not fair. We think that if you do something, you should be rewarded for what you do. And this leads to a whole lot of problems when it comes to faith. Because as we look through the Bible, many, many times we have men and women of faith who do amazing acts and have perseverance over and over again and the reward that they get is seemingly nothing. Think about this just a little bit. Go back to Hebrews chapter 11 and listen to the people who are called people of faith. What did Noah get for being faithful to God? God comes to him and he says, I am sick of this world. All their thoughts are on evil. All they, all they do is think of wicked things to do all day long. I'm going to destroy the world. But I picked you, Noah, and I'm going to say, he could have done it anyway. He could have just made everybody else vanish and said, starting over with you. But does he do that? No, God says, here's how I'm going to do it. It's going to rain for 40 days. And rain is the stuff that falls down from the sky. I had to preface that because we don't know what that is. It's the little precipitate. It comes 40 days and 40 nights. And here's how you're going to survive. You are going to build a floating zoo 450 feet long. It will take you over 100 years. And in between chopping down your own trees, which by the way, it has to be gopher wood, and they think that might be cypress. You have to cut it up. You've got to mill it yourself. 
Okay, you've got to make your own glue. You've got to deal with this stuff called pitch. It's like a tar. It's like super, super sticky. You've got to do this. And with doing all of that, you have to be preaching in between swinging the hammer, telling people that there's about to be rain, which they haven't seen either, that is going to flood the whole world. What did Noah get for that? He had one hundred years of back-breaking labor. He got ridicule, he got splinters, he got made fun of by his neighbors. In between his preaching and swinging a hammer, he was exhausted. Oh, and by the way, he had to gather up two of every animal and enough food for all of them and seven of the clean animals to feed he and his family while they get on the ark. And I love this part of the story. Everybody is ready. They get into the ark. The ark has now been closed up. And for the first week, absolutely nothing happens. No rain. Which doesn't mean that nothing happens. I have a feeling that Noah's wife was fit to be tied. It's bad enough that you have this huge boat and all these animals and we're sitting in here and there's no rain. How many people walked by the ark and said, Hey, Noah, you coming out of here yet? No reward for Noah for a long, long time. If you read this week, chapter 28, and I hope you did, I hate to go back to the well again, pardon the pun, but Joseph is mentioned once again. God gives Joseph a dream, right? And he, he says, your, your brothers and your father and mother, they're going to bow down to you, right? And then what happens next? Well, the next story is he's thrown into the well. What does Joseph get for faithfulness? Well, he ends up being sold into slavery. But he shows faithfulness to God, so it gets really good. He's faithful to God, and he refuses to sleep with Potiphar's wife. And you know the reward he got for his faithfulness? He gets thrown in jail. God uses him powerfully while he's in jail to interpret dreams. So you know how God rewards his faithfulness? The guy who got out of jail forgot about Joseph. And he remains in jail. Faithfulness many times goes unrewarded for a long time. And that's why it is called faithfulness. Because really, is it faith if dealing with God is like some kind of Coke machine where you you do your little bit and then out comes something and you get it? Like, oh, that's great. But God doesn't work that way, does He? Not all the time. You show faithfulness over and over again. How about, how about Joshua? Don't we like the story of Joshua? But we, we forget one important detail. Joshua was one of the oldest people to cross the Jordan and go into the, the land that God had promised. Do you remember why? Because 40 years earlier... Twelve spies, including Joshua and Caleb, they go into the land and they say, wow, God has uh, 
has provided something great for us. We are going to get this. It's going to be awesome. The other ten say there's no way that we can do it. Joshua and Caleb said God can. And everybody said, but we can't. And God says, you don't think you can? And you don't think I can? Well, you can't. And for 40 years, you're going to wander around. What did Joshua get for being faithful? He got 40 years in the wilderness. That's not fair, is it? Shouldn't God have said, hey, I've got a special little place carved out for you and your family and Caleb and his family. You guys, y'all can come on in and and we'll give you a great view. You can look and you can see your buddies wandering out in the wilderness for the next 40 years. You know, you come turn left. We're right here. But no. The way that, that Joshua was rewarded for his faithfulness was what? He got to stay in the desert for 40 years like everybody else. The stories go on and on that we look through in Hebrews chapter 11. By faith, we have Abraham told that he'd be the father of many nations and he was faithful to God and God in response gave him 25 years of silence and said nothing And finally, when he did have a son, God rewarded him with his faithfulness by saying, I want you to go sacrifice your son. And only until he gets to the point where he's willing to kill his son, does God say, okay, I'm not going to allow you to kill your son. Because that's not how I work. I'm the one who who sacrifices my son over and over again. You know another one who shows great faith is Paul. I mean, I think we forget how Paul had everything going for him. But he really wants to get to Rome. Because he thinks it'll be just a wonderful opportunity to spread the gospel. And he wants to do it so that God can be glorified. And in Acts chapter 21, a man comes to him and he takes off his belt and he ties it uh, around Paul's arms and he says, I want you to know this, in the same way that you're being tied up now is how you're going to be tied up when you get to Rome and you're going to be killed for it. And Paul says, I'm going to do it. And God rewarded his faithfulness by allowing him to be thrown in jail, and basically Paul rotted in jail until he died. That is how faithfulness was rewarded in their lifetime. And that is how we can expect that faithfulness is oftentimes rewarded. Not just splinters and backaches, We can talk about the story of Hosea shows faithfulness to his wife. God says, I want you to go and marry this this woman. She's going to be unfaithful to you, but do it anyway. And Hosea does it. And he's thinking, well, then God is going to reward me by allowing her to be faithful. And she's gone. She leaves him. And then, to reward Hosea for his faithfulness, remember what God says? hey, by the way, Hosea, um, why don't you go back and get Gomer and take her to be your wife again, even though she left you, even though she's been with other men. I just, just go get her. That's the way that God rewarded him with faithfulness. Now, 
Some of you think that's a little unjust. Some of you think that it's unjust that Kylie is sitting there with one buck to her name. But I want you to know that when God calls us to be faithful, He doesn't say, and I'm going to reward you for it as soon as you do it. God works on layaway. He doesn't work on credit. He says, I will reward you, but it may not be for a really long time. And that's where we have people who struggle because they think, God must not love me. Maybe I'm not doing something right. Or maybe He's mad at me. And that's why God is not allowing good things to happen. But God says, those who I love, when I ask them to be faithful, it may not be a reward that you see. God calls us not only to be faithful to Him, but He calls us to be faithful to one another. I want to share this uh, short story with you. This comes out of Randy Frazee's book, Think, Act, Be Like Jesus. It's a companion to the book that we've been reading, The Belief. And it's interesting, I actually heard this story on the radio a few days ago and said, I'm, I'm going to use this. And it turns out it was in this chapter. But this is something interesting. It says... Uh, It says, one of the ways that we show faithfulness is not only to God, but to other people. And one of the prime examples in which we can see that played out is in uh, our relationships to our spouses. That marriage is one of the places where faithfulness can be displayed. Now listen to this. Uh, He says, uh, there are other people like Robertson uh, McKilkin who embrace and embody the biblical definition of faithfulness. Uh, Milken resigned as president of Columbia Bible College in 1990, realizing he needed to focus his attention on caring for his wife, Muriel, who suffered from early-onset Alzheimer's disease. And this, this all began... Uh, by the fact that as she began having Alzheimer's, it got worse and worse. One day he was in his office. Somebody brought in his wife, who they found barefoot, uh, wandering the streets. Her feet were all bloody. She didn't know where she was, but she just wanted to find her husband. And this is, this is a man who had reached the top. He is president of the school, and this is what he said. It says, recently, he writes this letter to the college. Recently, it has become apparent that Muriel is con- uh, contented most of the time she is with me, and almost none of the time I am away from her. It is not just discontent. She's filled with fear, even terror, that she has lost me and always goes in search of me when I leave home. So it is clear to me that she needs me now full time. The decision was made in a way 42 years ago when I promised to care for Muriel in sickness and in health till death do us part. So as I told the students and faculty as a man of my word, integrity has something to do with it. But so does fairness. She has cared for me fully and sacrificed all of these years. If I cared for her for the next 40 years, I would not be out of her debt. Duty, however, can be grim and stoic. Listen to this. But there is more. I love Muriel. 
She is a delight to me. Her childlike dependence and confidence in me, her warm love, occasional flashes of that wit I used to relish so, her happy spirit and her tough resilience in the face of her continual distressing frustration. I don't have to care for her. I get to. It is a honor, a high honor, to care for such a wonderful person. That's what he said in his letter in which he was resigning. He says that I will be faithful to my wife and in that way, people will know about the faithfulness of my God. What did Robertson get for his faithfulness? Sadly, some of you already know that. Some of you are living that. You know the heartbreak. You know the disappointment. You know the frustration. You know the bitterness of watching someone you love slowly deteriorate. You know the heartache of looking into their eyes and they looking back into yours and they not even knowing who you are. Some of you have displayed faithfulness to your spouse or to a parent or to a child through a difficult time and the reward seems to be absent. It's not there. I'm learning that as a parent of a teenager. For all the things that we do for our kids, they look at us like, you have no idea what you're talking about, Dad. There is, there's little reward. But God says, be faithful. Faith is not about getting rewarded every time you do something good. Faith is about doing good and trusting the things that you cannot see. And so this morning, my plea for each one of us as we think about Joseph, as we think about Noah, as we think about Joshua, we think that there is a God who is faithful to us. I want to close out with a, a quick story of a man who was asked by God to push this large boulder. And so because he loves God and he wants to be obedient to Him and to be faithful, he begins pushing on that boulder. Day after day after day, he's pushing and he's pushing. And finally, Satan comes to him and says, why are you pushing that rock? And he says, well, because God told me to. He says, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Look at the rock. Look how huge the rock is. You're never going to move it. It hasn't budged. You're a laughing stock. People see you trying to push that and they think, there's no way you're going to do it. But just keep on pushing that rock. Satan leaves. And the man begins to think about what he said. And finally he calls upon God. And he stops and he begins lamenting. He says, God, why would you do this to me? You asked me to do something that there's no way that I can do. This big rock has been here the whole time. Everybody's made fun of me and hasn't even budged. And it's not going to move. And it's crazy that you would ask me to do this. And God says, look at you. He says, God says, look at your arms. Look how strong they are and your legs and your back. Look how muscly you are. Look, look how I've been preparing you to do something. He says, I never said that the rock would move. I just asked you to push it. 
Folks, God is not calling for your success. He's just calling for you to be faithful. And my heart goes out to many of you right now because you're in situations where you're showing faithfulness and it is completely unrewarded. And all I can say is, just keep pushing the rock. Just keep loving the spouse. Just keep praying for your children. Just keep fighting for your marriage. Keep working hard at work to show who Jesus is. You guys and girls who go up and down those halls, just keep being the light of Jesus every day. Be faithful to God, and I promise you, someday there is going to be a reward that is greater than you can possibly imagine. But just be faithful. Because we have a God who is. This morning as we close out, I just want to offer a prayer before we have our song of invitation. And I just want to encourage each one of you to be thankful for a God who is faithful and allow Him to give you strength to make it through each day. Let's have this prayer now. Father God, I just want to lift up the men and women in this room and I know them and I love them and I see them on Sunday mornings. But Lord, I know that they are fighting demons on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. And Lord, even right now, Satan is trying to get to them. And Lord, he's asking them to question why they're doing what they're doing and if there's any way that you would show faith to them even though they've been faithful to you. But God, we know that You are the faithful one. And so Lord, I just pray that we're able to see that in our lives. That we're able to embrace that. And and when we have to deal with difficult situations and we wonder where You are, may we just trust in Your plan and the reward that You have for us. Lord, I I thank You so much for these men and women and the way that You have shown faithfulness through them. Lord, please continue continue to give them strength through this week. It's in the name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. This morning as we stand to sing a song of invitation, we want to let you know that we are here to serve you and love you and minister to you. And so if you have a need, you can come up front. Or if you would like, we have elders in the back. You can go visit with them in these backs. If you have something private, you can grab one of them and they will take you to the family room and they'll pray with you. But keep the faith and don't lose hope. And let's do it as we stand and sing.